Yeah, I noticed. Johnson called me at like 2 o'clock and said he was on the way, and I was just been sitting around waiting for you guys. Well, he didn't get here until about 3.30. It's only 5.30 now. It was 3 when I called Fox and said I was on the way. Hmm. All right, well. Thought maybe you were starting. So everybody good? Everybody good? I think so. All right, Finally. welcome to uh, episode 29, I think. I, I don't even know if that's our correct episode. Just make sure you, you, you can look and see on the on whatever podcast you station you're correct. listening to. Um, that is correct. It is Saturday night. We It's just me and Johnson here right now. Box is in quarantine. We actually got him on, uh, we got him, uh, how do you, uh, on remote. What do, how do they say that He's on the radio? He's a call-in guest this week. On, on, on location. On location. Box is on location in his living room. Um, <laughs> and Toad's out doing Toad things. He's not around today. So, um, yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a good episode, though. I mean, oh, yeah. as, as far as is figuring out how to get all this shit set up to, uh, you know, so we could have Box, it's just, it's been an absolute freaking nightmare because I'm, I'm pretty much an idiot. And, you know. And I really wasn't any help. No. What you're trying to say is it was a nightmare because I wasn't there. No, because it was the audio portion of it, not the yes, uh, yes. It's your, it's your, it's your, it's your fault. Yeah. But uh, if you didn't have to call in, we wouldn't have had to gone through all that rigmarole. Yep, but exactly. If you wouldn't have had a baby, I wouldn't have had to call in Johnson. Uh, valid. Oh, really? All right. Job. It's it's my wife's fault. That's what it is. Damn it, Shabray. Uh, so before we dive in, before we dive into all that, I'd want to say that this is sponsored by Shyworks. Shyworks Cerakote. We do. We are a Cerakote certified applicator, Iowa's preferred customer preferred applicator. Check us out at shyworks.com and uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. Give us a shout. We can pretty much do whatever you need for you. So, um, yeah. Anyways, while I just wanted to get that out there before I forget because I tend to, well, tend to forget these yeah. things. But anyway, the the reason Box is on location is we uh, we quarantined his ass. Box, why are you quarantined? Well, uh, it was, I think it was like last Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember when exactly the car came in. A job came in the shop for uh, a new windshield, and it sat around for a few days because we got the first got the wrong windshield sent to us. So it sat there for a little while, and then it finally showed up on Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that. I'm not sure when. So I finally changed the windshield in it. So I was crawling around inside this vehicle, and then the next day, that the owner of it called and said, Hey, I just tested positive for COVID-19. So <laughs> I figured, okay, well, I guess maybe I better not be running around talking to my parents, hanging around Johnson with a newborn baby. And, yeah. Oh, you, I, I don't matter though. No, not really. No. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Dick. <laughs> so what did the car sit outside? I, no, I don't think so. I think, I think it got pulled in almost immediately. And it was inside the entire time. Yep. Huh. Well, uh, yeah, I guess it's, we figured it was better. It's better safe than sorry. Like I, I'm not worried about it. If it was just myself, I wouldn't be too concerned. Right. But so, well, and like I said, you Johnson's know, if it got was a, just me, I, right. I wouldn't care, but Johnson's yeah. got a two month old baby and you know, I guess I really don't want to give it to my folks, you know, but right. whatever it is, what it is. Yep. We just figured yep. we'd play it on the safe side. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're just doing a remote today. And Johnson, how was your week? It was good. Um, got a lot done for work. Got a bunch of stuff that 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 we've been like waiting on information and stuff. Got a lot of a lot of information finally, so it could 
finally get a bunch of stuff out to the shop to get built. Um, so that, I mean, work was really good and everything outside of work was just really smooth. The only thing that sucks is I'm still waiting on parts. Mm, yeah. USPS are really, uh, well, no, this, I, I, this was my mistake. I thought everything was stuck in Sioux Falls and mind you, the two packages that I did have coming from USPS were in Sioux Falls for three days before they got shipped to me. But, uh, all of my lower parts, my trigger, lower parts kit, pistol brace, all that stuff, uh, still hasn't shipped. I ordered all of it the 27th of April. Yeah. Still has not even well, left I've their sh- facility. I so. ordered a bunch of magazines the 23rd April, and shit hasn't shipped out yet. Yeah. So, but yeah, everybody's just getting hammered with so many, so many orders they can't keep yeah. up. Yeah. So my my trigger that I ordered is in Sioux Falls for the second time this week. So. Yeah. How did that? You said it went to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. It, it came from Houston, Texas. Went up to Sioux Falls and sat there for three days. And then the next update I got said it was in Fayetteville, uh, Arkansas. <laughs> I was like, okay, awesome. well, it's closer to where it started than I ordered. Than it is. I ordered from Brunel's a while back, and they're if you don't know, oh, they're in, like right in the middle of Des Moines or right Brunel. in the middle of Iowa. Yeah. Um. So, and I'm on the the uh, the west side of Iowa. They literally shipped from themselves, or USPS did, from them to Chicago. The the, yeah, liter- the, so the entire wrong direction, and then up to Minneapolis. They do yeah, that so that's, every single time. So Brownells runs FedEx, and it's always like FedEx Smart Post, right? So it starts with FedEx and then goes to the post office. Well, generally, the worst. Yeah, generally it goes from Ottumwa to someplace in Illinois to like New Berlin, Wisconsin, to Oseo, Minnesota, to Sioux Falls, and then we'll get transferred to the post office and go to like Sioux City or Lamar's or wherever here Hmm. in Kingsley. I had the, this was like right when they had just set up their FedEx smart post. They had UPS before, I believe, and they had just set up their FedEx smart post. I had ordered, I don't remember what I ordered, but I had ordered some parts from Brownells. Dildos. This stuff, does Brownells sell Double-sided. I don't know. Go on. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Totally. I say I say dildos, and he gets all excited. Does Brownell sell those? Anything's a dildo <laughs> if you're brave enough, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Completely barrels. Let me try. <laughs> wow. But uh, right. I had I had ordered something, and it did the normal loop, but then it got to like Minneapolis and went back and forth between the Minneapolis and St. Paul side like three different times, then went to Sioux Falls, and then went to Kansas City. Mm. And then went to Denver and then went to Montana and it circled Montana for like three days. I think so. It got like stuck in a semi trailer and just like was. But how would they, they would have had to scan it every time. Right. I don't know. I bet, I bet it was an internal joke between everybody. They like scanned it and saw where it was and they're like, right. oh, let's just keep fucking with this guy. I'm going right. to, I'm going to ship it to Montana. <laughs> yeah. It literally, it took, it took over two weeks. To get from you know, to get from Grinnell, Iowa to Kingsley, Iowa. Yeah, that and I was, was the like, last Are you that, effing kidding me? Yep. The last thing I ordered from Brownells took almost a week too. Um but you know, I love tracking. It's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's the at the same time it's horrible. Cause then you end yeah, up because you just get more pissed off. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Anytime exactly. it doesn't move for more than six hours, you're like, What the hell is it doing? Yeah. <laughs> so I almost won't 
buy anything if it has to be shipped via smart post or sure post yeah. i absolutely hate it it just fucks everything up yeah, well, they yeah must... when it has to transfer carriers between ups or fedex to the yeah when it has to change it hands takes it forever i'm like it's yeah. just as easy for you just to ship it right here just do that right, right. yeah that's the thing and too with brownells it, it's almost easier to drive to brownells for us it's almost mm-hmm. easier to just drive to Speaking brownells which, we need and to do get that it. sometime i've been down there they got a pretty impressive yeah. warehouse yeah it's pretty cool I went and saw Tig from uh, Benghazi, the the Benghazi incident over there, yeah. and he he spoke on it. But anyways, um, before we dive into whiskey of the week, I, I ran across something. I came into some information, I guess, this week um, that I thought was interesting, that made me happy, I guess, and I thought the listeners might be interested in too in it too. But two episodes ago, our badass of the week was our uncle Kurt, um, and he's since passed away. Um, but I, I, his, his nephew who I'm, um, he's, a, he actually made that life short live free sign back there. He told me a little bit of information that he, uh, and, and my dad as well. They both reiterated it to me. Um, they said that he, in the last, uh, you know, he was kind of bedridden in the last, last, uh, month or so of his life. He watched every single one of our episodes on, on YouTube. Really? Yep. Wow. I, I thought that was that was pretty awesome, and, and uh, Cliff, his nephew, was tell, was saying how he, he talked about us all the time, and uh, he even one time, I can't remember if my dad or Cliff was, I think it was dad saying this, oh, Kurt was telling him about one of the episodes, and he's like, wow, it, Jesse, some of the things that he says really, because Jesse's usually extremely quiet, doesn't say right. shit, you yeah. know, especially around the, the family a lot of times, like, oh. I was really surprised some of the stuff Jesse says, you know, just cause you know, but I thought that was, uh, that was pretty awesome. You know, someone that, that I thought so highly of, um, enjoyed, enjoyed, um, the stuff that we put out. That's, right. that's pretty freaking neat for me. Yeah. Um, and the, the one, a little, little bit of, uh, other information that I found out about him, obviously when somebody passes away, you know, you go through all their shit all their stuff and documents and stuff. And his wife came across the, the document that talks about how he got the silver star. And the silver star is obviously, um, you know, there's a medal of honor. I think it's like a gold cross below that and the silver star, you know, shit that people have done for um, heroic acts and extreme acts of bravery and things like that. And Kurt was actually awarded the silver star for, um, for a time when he was over in Vietnam and it was, it was this letter that he got from a general, you know, was saying kind of describing it. And it was talking about how he, uh, there was a, some horrific attack that his platoon went on. There was happened to them. And he was, he was crawling through bullets and over top of his head and, you know, just complete disregard for his own safety to get to his own men. And, um, for it was all night and all you know for hours and hours this was going on and he was up he was up all night keeping you know back and forth to his men trying to keep everybody alive and he got the uh he got the silver star for that and that's something that these these men that that went through this they don't they don't talk about it. his wife didn't even know about this they don't want recognition for it nothing like that but that was uh I, you know, you know, you knew Kurt went through some shit when he was over there, but that's, that's interesting to find out something like that about him and makes me even, uh, makes me even more proud that I can call him my uncle. That was, that was pretty cool. And I thought you guys might, 
A um, little bit of extra information. Like I said, he was a badass of the week a couple weeks ago. So that was uh, pretty pretty cool to find out, I guess. So um, with that said, I guess it's a good time to dive into our dive into our whiskey of the week and uh, maybe do a little little toast for him, I guess. We did last time, but we might as well do another one. So um, this is our whiskey of the week this week. It is Templeton Rye. Whiskey. Of the week. You'll notice that still sounds like shit because I haven't fixed it yet. <laughs> but it is yeah, what it is. Slacker, Sam. I know. Ooh. Oh, didn't do it good just because I not good preemptively. Enough. Uh, no. You got to use your finger. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid to spill it. That's... But anyway, I've, I've actually. Well, ha- I, I I think I've had Templeton before. I'm pretty. Yes, I've had Templeton before, and it's pretty good shit. Have you had it before, Johnson? I have. I I enjoy it. Well, uh, this is. This was uh, recommended by a friend of ours, Colin. He. Uh, I was actually on the phone with him as I was walking into the liquor store there, and. I I said, hmm, what should I get for whiskey this week for the podcast? And he said, do they have Templeton Rye? Yep. Have you done that yet? Nope. Get that. No, we have not. Okay. We're going to have to do it. Box, have you had it? I have many, many years ago, and I wasn't impressed. It's just not my type. Well, and he said, I was talking to him about it earlier, and he said that it was overhyped for him so that a lot of other people have said, oh, you got to try Templeton Rye. You got to try it. It's so good. And then he got it and it was just underwhelming. You know, it didn't live yeah, up to the hype. Yeah, that, yeah, I can see how that well, goes. it wasn't necessarily, there's just a different kind of flavor to it. I think it's just that the fact that it's a rye whiskey. It's a rye. Yeah. Hey, I don't, I'm not sure. Since our other, our fourth is not here, let me recreate Toad's reaction to this. <laughs> <laughs> this is like 95% of the whiskeys that we try. Right. Wow. It's got a good nose. I got a good nose. If you guys wait, speaking of toad, which one of us is the wasted one today? Um, (laughs) darn it. (laughs) Uh, He's, he's really been on a bender lately. (laughs) Maybe should, should our episode 30 have an intervention for toad? (laughs) (laughs) Episode 30, the intervention. Dude, that'd be freaking hilarious. Oh, that would be hilarious. We should fuck with him. Um, Oh, definitely. This smells pretty good. Let's see how uh, let's see how the flavor is. It's uh, it's yeah. smooth. It's got a good nose burn after though. The mm. nose burn. You're not supposed to snort it. Dude. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh damn it! it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think it's actually it's actually a good sip in whiskey. It's very smooth. It does have a little bit. What do you call it? I don't even know what you call that taste on the back end of it. To me, it's like smoky or like caramel, like a sweeter. Okay, you guys are being way too professional about this. This you got to dumb it down. I don't know. It tastes good. <laughs> it's pretty fucking it's got, good. It's got a it's, it's got a sweet good. it's got a sweet aftertaste. I think it's good. I'm gonna rate this four out of five stars. Actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four out of th- four point three out of five stars. You'd give her four point three. Oh boy, I don't yeah. know about the four point three there. I think I'd give her a three point eight there. Oh no, that's underestimating there. It's, it's, no, it's I think I, she's pretty good, but she ain't better than the. You know, she doesn't. She doesn't fit up on the on the podium there. She no way. She's a three point eight for sure. Tops. Have Dude. we had any other rye rye whiskeys? I don't. I don't think I don't so. Think I don't know. Probably. Johnson Ox. Honestly, personally, I think between this one and the top three, this might be up for me. For me, I, this might be up there. Uh, it, the only me. thing. Mm. 
the only thing I think it compares to is it's comparable to Maker's Mark, but it's a totally different flavor profile. Dude, I like this. I like this. We're gonna put this. We're gonna put this to the test when all four of us are here. I'm pretty okay. impressed with this shit. It's just it's good. This down so we can remember to do this again. Don't worry, I got a notepad, boys. Perfect. Okay. All right. You're far s- more prepared than us. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm when not. I, it just so happens to be on my desk. <laughs> you guys know Jillian from Family Guy, right? No. Uh, the dumb. Yeah. Uh, the really dumb. The bimbo that that uh, Brian dated and, oh yeah, yeah and yeah, like yeah. honestly she talked like this like all the time like yeah. when i just said oh i just said that honestly or personally yeah. whatever i said for some reason that reminded me of it because i was listening to a podcast i think it was called uh somebody recommended it to me uh call her daddy was the name of the podcast <laughs> why would you think that's a- <laughs> oh. so somebody recommended it to me so i just figured i ran across it on on pandora and i was bored so i figured i'd listen to it but it's like if there's two, there's two, and they're, well, let's be honest, extremely attractive women. Hot blondes? Yes. And But like, <laughs> honestly, like, oh my God, it's like if Jillian had a podcast, because like, literally, they talk like this, like, the whole time. So but, remember if you, when you said if you said anything <laughs> stupid? But it's like, <laughs> it's like... They 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 figured out the code I think because it's like they talk about shit that you're just like you you like Fuck this I'm gonna hang up and then they start talking about uh sexual shit and you're just like oh, okay maybe I'll give them another chance you know yeah. but they got so, a massive uh, following sons like, of bitches so how many episodes have you listened to now Sam I <laughs> right. I actually four I actually only listened to part of one while I was in working in the shop so I didn't I was sandblasting and shit and I never I didn't really hear the entire thing but um, oh going in for more yeah I'm pretty impressed with this shit might as well have me some yeah. might as well have me some seconds. <laughs> Well, um, Ooh, there's speaking of other podcasts, uh, I'm sure every one of our listeners is familiar with the Drinking Bros. Most of our listeners, I would are. say, if you have most of, if not all, if you haven't, check it out. That um, was actually the. F- it's that- definitely like a rated R podcast. So if like, oh, yeah. you're you know, it's, it's if not you listen to your shit with kids, yeah, don't listen to that one. That um, that podcast, sorry, sidebar, that podcast was really the podcast that got me into podcasts. How many yeah. times can I say podcast in one <laughs> sentence? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but anyways, they um they had a guest on recently that that I follow um millennial farmer. Um his name's Zach Johnson. He's from like West Central Minnesota, just a family farmer. Um, but he's he has his own podcast. It's off the husk. That's just his podcast. You know, he's your typical mm-hmm. Midwest guy. He's a farmer. Him and his friends go do like uh dirt track oval racing and, you know, mm-hmm. ride snowmobiles in the winter. Just your normal Midwest guy. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a guest on a Drinking Bros podcast recently. Um, pertaining to the meat and farm and dairy, uh, you know, kind of situation with where the, you know, with mm-hmm. this COVID-19 thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was there talking about, you know, kind of what the situation is for farmers and especially, you know, hog farmers and cattle farmers and dairy farmers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I, I think we want to talk about a little bit because Sam, I know that last weekend you and your brother 
had picked up a hog. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam does that all the time. <laughs> it's been a few. It's been a few. Years. Oh my god, box that was the most perfect thing it's I've ever heard years. in my life. Oh, picks up hogs all the time. <laughs> so yeah, what are you what are you talking about? There's a hog farmer, hog, hog farmer. Um. Not Aren't too you far the from, hog farmer at that point? Not too far from <laughs> no. down here that's, that was having difficulty moving hogs, so he just started selling them to the public. 75 bucks a piece for a 300-pound live hog. Because um, obviously, if you guys aren't aware of the meatpacking plants, you know, a lot of them are shutting down, all, you know, dealing with the virus shit, so they're having a hard time moving shit. Um, so, but 75 bucks, dude, we couldn't pass that up. So, um, Pete barred my cousin's uh, dump trailer. Um Stuck that hog in there with a little bit of hay and drug the sucker to town. And we set up an A-frame there uh, outside his garage. And right there in town, shot it with a twenty-two right in the middle of town. Um, did the bit, you know, hung it up, skinned it, did our business. And uh, my my brother has, my other brother has four kids. You know, and it's, it, well, kiddo, they're, they range from, um, what, two to... 10 9 or 10, 10 i think she's pretty sure she's 10 um but yeah man it's like welcome to the ways of the world kids you know that we got them yep. they were a ways away they yeah. knew they knew exactly what was happening they saw the pig and everything um but they were there had to stand over on the porch this thing got shot you know they knew what was happening they heard it get shot and a lot of times when you know um, they don't just drop and they're dead. They writhe around a little bit. Not mm-hmm. I, I don't personally. I don't. Enjoy, nobody enjoys that part. I, it's difficult to watch. It's not fun. The kids couldn't see that, but they could hear it. You know, mm-hmm. so they knew what was happening. Right. Um. But you know, people. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh, that's that's cold." You know, why would you? That's the way of the world, man. Everything right. everything that you eat, every piece of meat that you eat, that animal has gone through that, you know? So yeah. I thought that, you know, that's kind of an important part of, uh, that's, and I know you've talked about that too when you butchered your deer and your, yeah, your boy. Yeah, having, having Wyatt a part of it. And another, another thing is, you know, like we have, obviously we have chickens, but we have laying hens, so they don't, you know, we're not butchering them, mm-hmm. but we had one die recently. Yep. And he was, you know, like when it's like a laying hen and, you know, they're just kind of around all day, every day and they just don't go more, away. He got more pets. than Yeah. Uh, they And they really are more pets than that. But I picked up four more chickens today and they weren't like guaranteed females. So I don't know what it, what's a guaranteed. You don't know if they're females or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, just, I was confused there when you said guaranteed females. I I, I just yeah. that, I didn't know if you so, if you meant that they weren't gonna they were, didn't wouldn't guarantee them if they lived or not. Or no. So there's there's things there's pullets which are females. They've sexed the chickens and they give you a box. They sex of, them. They give them. They give them <laughs> phones. <laughs> hey, sweet thing. How you doing? What's so up, chick? <laughs> they have checked the sex of the chickens. Checked for wieners. Yeah. Is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then they'll guarantee pullets, right? So this is a batch of pullets. This mm-hmm. is all females. Mm-hmm. Or there's what they have called straight run. It's just all the chicks. You take your pick. Mm-hmm. So both of the breeds that my wife wanted, I picked these. I got these for her for Mother's Day. 
and there was a couple of breeds that she really wanted, but they were both straight run. So you might get some roosters. I might I might have a rooster or four. I don't know. You right. know. Um so I went if I rooster, went with you're gonna eat them. Yeah, I went with whatever, you know, like they say the the pullets will feather faster, the females feather faster. So I picked the most feathered chicks out of the pens, right? So I right. picked the most feathered ones to give us the best chance of having hens. Mm-hmm. But I told Wyatt today, you know, hey, if one of these is a rooster, we're either gonna sell it or we're going to kill it and eat it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, can we make chicken nuggets? You know, like he's right. just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was actually surprised. Like, I mean, when it was, when it initially happened, I mean, Pete shot the pig, you know, and then we mm-hmm. stuck it to drain it and it was still writhing around and, and it was, you know, flopping. There was a bunch of straw in there. Pete got douched in the face with a bunch of straw and blood and shit and everything just all mixed in got right in the face because the thing was wrapped and got me all dirty and shit and i happened to when all this was still going it probably went on for i don't know 15 30 seconds somewhere like that and mm-hmm. I, I happened to look over at the kids and reagan the, the oldest had this look of horror on the <laughs> face you know because yeah. dude that's probably i don't know if that was their first instance with death but right. you know and and actually, they really did surprisingly well. I mean, they were. They, That's they all. And, nobody and cried. Like, nobody cried. Yes, it's not a fun <laughs> part. But it's part of life, and I think uh, that that was an important thing. For right, and that's it. that's the hard thing is like seeing an animal put down like that. You know, mm-hmm. like it's one thing for like you know, oh, dad brought home a dead deer, and I'll help skin it. That's okay. Oh, yeah. That's it's, one thing, but. When it's live. Right. Having right. a live animal and putting it down and experiencing that, that's a lot harder for a kid. Right. And they know? knew. I mean, before this ever happened, they had to talk and said, hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to happen. So, you know, they knew she was turning into pork chops. And that's but, and that's a good thing. I mean, you got to be able to prepare the kids for. Right. And they did extremely well. Like I was proud of them. They all did. They all did great. Um, and then the, the next day we had uh, we had pork for dinner and they all they all yep. loved it. So anyway, the butchering went fairly fairly smooth. I mean, we skinned it. We got her skinned and cut in half. And um, you know, um, once once we were to that point, it was just took a long time because we've never done it. So we're watching YouTube yeah. videos. We talked about um, the, bearded, the bearded butchers. We followed mm-hmm. their videos and figured it out. It took forever because you know they make it look so damn easy. Like oh, yeah. here here, and you do this and you do this, and and it's just done. Yeah, the biggest the biggest time consuming part of processing any game or animal is is getting the separate cuts that you want you know like separating shoulder roasts and loins mm. and you know like when it's a deer yeah i'm going to cut the back strap out get the hanging tenders and then you know i'll quarter it okay so i've got the front quarter rear quarter i might get a shoulder roast out you know you're not doing a whole lot of of cutting different cuts out of it but right. like when you're doing pork or beef, you're getting, you know, a whole bunch. Okay, I've got pork loin and I've got center cut pork chops and I've got, you know, like hams and belly to do bacon. And, you yeah. know, there's a lot yeah. of different, there's a lot of different stuff that you want to get out of it. So. Box, I know you were pretty disappointed you missed out on this, but don't worry, we're doing another next weekend. Yeah, that's what I heard. Actually, it was it was fairly enjoyable. It wasn't, I mean, 
it wasn't it's not i guess i wouldn't call it enjoyable but it was the the time you spend with your your family I, right you know that part was nice yeah. um i don't spend a ton of time with my older brother so um getting to hang out with him but anyway that's where toad is right now actually he was uh he was doing three hogs tonight. Well, they're probably done at this point, and I would say Toad is probably three sheets to the wind. But um, yep, he's gonna barge in shit faced in about twenty minutes. <laughs> hey, have you guys started yet? Oh my guys late. <laughs> yeah, seriously, intervention next week. <laughs> <laughs> it can be so good. Like we can mess with him so much. That would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, Box, have you have you ever butchered an animal at all? Negative. No, not not like uh, I just didn't know if you had even like messed with like a chicken or a pheasant. You know, if you had ever gone pheasant hunting and cleaned a pheasant or anything. Nope, I've never ever done any real hunting other than when we're kids wandering around with BB guns shooting sparrows and shit like that. I didn't even I didn't even feel great about doing stuff (laughs) like that. I've never been big on killing things yeah i don't know why you're gonna get pushed right into the deep end man (laughs) yeah i I mean it's not and it's not for everybody that's that's something that you know like as as like gun guys like i guess i think a lot of gun guys just presume that everybody is you know okay with killing stuff well i'm a hunter i don't enjoy you know it's not it's it's not a thing that it's not for everybody like hunting a lot of people aren't they can be into guns, but not into hunting. Like that's, yeah. you know, I think that's, there's a disconnect there that a lot of people don't necessarily think about, you know, that people can be into guns, but not into hunting, you know? No, a lot of people are, a lot of people are, I'd say. Yeah. But, and you know, box on the same way as you, dude, I don't I'd, like for me get, getting into deer to deer hunting, like, and I'll admit something, I, I pulled back on a deer in the first like year or two, um, and I told myself that I let him pass. It was a buck. I let him pass because it wasn't big enough. Well, when I, you know, when I sit here and I'm straight 100% honest with myself, I think the reason I did is because I didn't want to fucking shoot him. Yeah. And that's, I've never, you know, I'd never killed an animal other than a squirrel and a, and a, and a bird in my entire life. Yeah. And now, you know, that's. That's the reality of it. At that point, I I wasn't ready yeah, to do that. You know? There's a and obviously I've I've since. I mean, this one hanging on the wall. I don't know if you can see it in the video, but that yeah. one hanging on the wall. And once that once that happened, you know, I, I that was a quick, pa- relatively painless death for him. It was it was, I respected it, and it was it was what it was. And I didn't I wasn't I didn't feel bad about it. I was yeah. I was stoked about it. And I was excited. Well, and I think I think some people. Some people need like that uh, coming to Jesus moment with it too, you know. Like, there's there's some people in places of the world that you know, like not generally the United States, but there's some people who that's that's required to live that you're gonna have to kill something, you no, know. That's and that's how it was for thousands of years, right? And I think there's a lot of people, even in the United States, that that I think want to be animal rights activists that if it came down to it, you know, I, they wouldn't starve. They're going to, they're going to have their coming to Jesus moment. Like, right. okay, this is, this is the way the world is, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, I think just a lot of people don't ever have that, have that moment. You know? Right. Well, and even like, um, when we were deciding like who was going to shoot it and stick it and I, I, I don't, I didn't want to shoot it. 
I just don't. It's not yeah. something that I don't have a like I didn't have a problem being there when it was done. I didn't have a problem shooting my deer, but I <laughs> it was a cute pig. I didn't want to freaking but it is, you know, I understand yeah. that's the way of the world and that's that's how shit works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I told I Pete know. when I was still planning on coming down, I just I told him I don't really want to be a part of it, but yeah, I'll I'll help. Yeah. He's well, like, okay, yeah, don't, you don't need to worry about that. I'll no kill it and stuff like that, but you don't. But you I don't it's w- not the butchering of it that really. It's not the gore and sh- blood and stuff that really bothers me. I don't. Know, I just don't want to watch an innocent little pig get shot in the face. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I was off to me. No, I yeah. wasn't immediate. Like I wasn't staring at the pig. You know, I was standing behind Pete, and you know, I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way as you, Box. But once, once it's once it's dead. You know, you respect it, and it is what it is. I mean, yeah. that was that yeah. was a big thing. That was a big thing with us. You know, we we respect this animal and we appreciate what it's well, done for us. That's a big thing. Is and, I think but a once lot of, it's hanging up there, it's just a it's a chunk of meat. It's busy. You yeah, do yeah. what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Once it's once it's dead and hanging, you know, like that's like you said, it's just a piece of meat, and that's I guess that's hard for I don't know. That's hard for me to understand, like. I guess I can't necessarily see it from like you or Box's perspective because I've never, I guess I've never had that like feeling of like, ah, oh, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to see that animal die. You know, like I, it's never bothered me, I guess. So you're kind of a psycho. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. They I say, just, they, they say the first part, the first part of serial killing is, Johnson, animals, so. yeah. are you sure you didn't murder that chicken? I, n- <laughs> no, you guys know for a fact that I didn't murder that chicken because I was on a video call with you guys when I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Yeah, uh, likely yeah. story. Why its favorite chicken is definitely likely just, story. Just working up an alibi. You had right. to choose his favorite one too, didn't yeah. you, you prick? You sick bastard. But, <laughs> no, I guess, and, and that's and that's something that like, you know, that's the harsh reality is yeah that is the way that the way that the world works and stuff but i mean i understand i understand your guys's perspective as far as like i don't want to do that i don't want to see that innocent pig die and like you know i get all that i just i've never i've never had that like reservation of right because i guess i've always grown up knowing like okay we're going to kill this and then we're going to eat it. You know, like that's, well, it's I not guess like it's I did. I guess it wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't say that I didn't, I, I, it's not like I didn't want it to happen. Right. No, no. But I just didn't want to be the one looking at it in its eyes and, yeah. and pulling the trigger, yeah. you know, I guess, but I don't know. Just, and I can yeah, see, I can see things. Like I said, like I said, I, I understand your, I, I mean, I don't know like that perspective that well, but I can respect that. Sure. You know, perspective sure. like, well, hey, I'm I don't want to. I don't want to look this cute, nice little pink pig that's just, you know, snuffling around well, and being cute. cute. <laughs> you know, and just kind of smoke check it. But I mean, I had a nice big old hernia and everything. But you know, whatever. You had a hernia? No, the deer <laughs> or the the pig did. You know. No, I just, I yeah. I mean, I understand it, and like I said, it's it's definitely not for everybody. You know, there's a reason not every person is a butcher. Mm-hmm. Some people just can't handle it. And then that's, it's really funny because like in my, I guess, I don't know. When I started, 
working for the company that I work for, the first thing they did was Hooters. Yeah. The first thing they did was take me into a plant and run me start to finish through the plant. Make sure you could deal with all the shit. Well, not so much that, but just show me all the process. So I was familiar with Mm -hmm. the whole process. So we started at the stockyards and went all the way to packaging and cold storage. Right. So that was, you know, and I talked to some employees and stuff while I was there the first time. And I've been in plants, you know, dozens of times since, and I've been in plants a lot. Um, but I, I remember talking to some employees the, the first day, you know, in each section, you know, like the, the harvest floor, talk to some people, the fab floor, the boxing, the cold storage, all that stuff, freezer people. Um, but I remember in, in the harvest floor at the knocking box, I was talking to one of the guys and, and he said, you know, this job isn't for everybody. And they know in two days whether or not that person can work there or not. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm sure it's really funny though. Cause you see them at break and they'll come out like of the building and it looks like a hockey goalie. Oh yeah. <laughs> walking out all padded up, helmet yep. on full pads, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. So I want to, I want to, uh, move on to another depressing topic. I wouldn't say, <laughs> you know, whatever. Not the, I guess that wasn't a depressing topic, uh, yeah. topic but, um, Unless you've been living under under a rock, you've heard of the the latest um, shooting that happened. Um, supposedly, two white guys chased down a black guy and you know, gunned him down. Yeah. Gunned him down. Um, but I don't want to really dive into that. You know the the racist bullshit part side of it too terrible much. Um, I did see there was some more shit that came out um, facts, which was. You know, as if you were looking at the the initial, like it just sounded like they just hunted him down. And like he was, one was in the back of the pickup truck, and there was going to go find him. You know, they were going to go. Uh, yeah, the, like a lot of the headlines too made it really bad. Like two white, right? You know, a white father and son hunt down black guy running in their neighborhood right. and shot and him you in know, cold blood. And it's you know, like, that's oh. the thing that irritates me so much is they just they just try to divide us. But anyway, that's neither here, yeah, not neither here nor there. What I wanted to talk about was a few of the lessons um, that we can that we can learn from the you know learn from this from this in- instance. Um, so basically, it sounded like initially that the the two fellows that were charged they've since been charged kind of took the law into their own hands a little bit, um, a lot bit obviously. But because they said that they thought that he was he was a murder suspect or a, a burglary suspect. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He they thought they thought that he was involved with a string of uh, burglaries that had happened in their neighborhood over the over like the previous month or right. something. Right. So they loaded up in their truck and they went off and, you know chased him down or i don't know if, i don't know if they really chased him down but they were basically the video shows them sitting in the in the path of him him running but i think this goes back to boxes um me and box and you and every, we had a huge argument about this um quite about a few your episodes mission. ago you know what you know or you know about box's stance was box was stay the fuck out of it it's no matter you know Unless it's your life or your family's life, you stay the hell out of it. That was that was that the 
you don't know what you don't know thing with yeah, the, yeah, the exactly. cashier being but a pedophile I think this, or whatever. Yeah, right? but I think this this pertains to you know in a similar similar way. Like I don't I don't give a shit what that guy did. Like unless you know unless he was unless he was physically doing something to yeah their, threatening someone's life. They had no right to be right to be. They should have just stayed the hell out of it. And now and. Honestly, honestly, hundred percent, without a, without a doubt, I don't think that those guys went there to kill him. I mean, you don't do that because they know that two guys, two white guys killing a black guy, you're going to be national news no matter what the, what the mm-hmm. hell happens. So I don't feel that they 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 had that intention, but it still happened. And guess what? Your life's over. Those two dudes, mm-hmm. those two dudes, judging by the video, there's not a jury in the world that's not going to convict them. They're <laughs> they're done. Yep. They're going to prison for a long time. So the just because you have a gun, like there's a lot of people that walk, you know, and this is a this is a an ugly truth. Some people that strap on a gun feel like that they're the, they can they can do what they want. They can you're not the law. You are not right. the law. And you have you still have to you still have to follow those laws and the and the shit that they did and the shit that that happened even if even if it was a lot of people are claiming that that it was just a uh uh well there was two shots I think um but one of at least one of those shots was you know there was scuffling for it and and it was an accident it doesn't matter right you're fucked you're done. You know, so I think that's the number one, one of the the first lesson that we can that we can get from this is if it ain't your business, if it's not a life or death situation, stay the hell out of it. Stay away from it. Because look at these two guys. Well, and that's even even coming from an outside outside position on that, you know, like even if 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 it was say this guy you saw this guy break into your house right mm-hmm. like you watched your security cameras or you physically saw this guy break into your house steal some shit whatever you still that you still have you're still not going to go hunt him down go track him down and shoot him you may go find him call the cops say hey this is the guy who broke into my house mm-hmm. but you're not going to go track him down and shoot him right you know that's Box. I, I agree, though. That yeah, there's no there's no jury that's judging not gonna, from that video. <laughs> that's not going to convict these guys. Yeah, and the, like the video, that's only going to be part of the evidence that they see and things like that. But still, yeah. Box, uh, what's your box? What's your initial take on the the whole situation? I'm pretty in line with where you guys are at on this whole thing right now. I think. Yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't have gone out. Shouldn't have gone out looking for him. It wasn't their fucking problem yeah it's not their place and like the, like i said you know just like if they're gonna go out and find this guy who they think is the person who's doing all this mm-hmm. you know like they see him running through the neighborhood mm-hmm. who the hell in their right mind goes out and is like we're gonna take our guns and we're gonna go stop this guy and think they're just gonna be free and clear we stopped the burglar no you idiots right like that's a well, scenario where you Call the police, you know. And there's only a couple of, like, why why would they bring their guns in the first place? Right. That's 
a terrible decision. Well, either, right. he, either no, either he's armed and you're going after an armed and dangerous man, or so you believe, or right. you're going after an unarmed man with guns. Right. So in the first instance, you're getting yourself into a potentially deadly situation, which is a stupid, stupid. idea, anyways. Yep. And the other other way, you're fucking yourself over yeah. legally. Yep. So. I agree. I agree. You're putting yourself in a legally lives. damning situation. Right. And, and and like I'm on your guys' side here, but um there was another article I read today and I think this is basically this their defense from this whole situation. Now they claim and I'm not I'm not siding with these guys, so don't 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 take this wrong. But their claim is they have him on camera trespassing in a house. But this house was being built. It didn't have doors. It didn't have windows yet. And they say they caught him in there a few times. That supposedly there's a nine one one call, um, where they say that he's in the house and they're going to go out and and go after him. Um, and they also say that the reason they brought their guns was, and this goes back to why the fuck would you go after him in the first place? They also go back to they thought they saw him reach in his pants. Or reaching his waistline, so they thought that he might. So why have go a after weapon. him? Yeah, because there's only one fucking reason to reach into your waistband. What if yeah. he was maybe he was scratching his cell phone, adjusting his junk, right? <laughs> and any not, number of reasons, right? And like I said, I'm not arguing for these guys. Yeah, that's in any that's way. Uh, that will not stand in court because no. I mean, first of all, yeah, there's a 911 call. Hey, we have this guy on camera. He was in this house, and we thought we saw him. Reaching in his waistband. Well, supposedly, so that's all the more reason you have already called nine one one, and you have already given them the situation at hand. This guy may be armed and dangerous. Let the police deal with it. Why the hell would you? Okay, we saw this guy. He reached in his waistband, and he was in this house that's getting built. Let's go chase him down with our right. guns. That it's, just it just makes it even more stupid. Right. And also another another twist was one of the I think the older fella, the the sixty five year old guy. <clears throat> it um, was the father and son, by the way. Yep, thirty four was, was a son my yep. age. Um, but the older guy was supposedly a former police officer. So that might have some um, bearing on why he felt he had to get involved. I thought that, I read they were investigators for an attorney. That could be too. Don't That's, take, what, I and That's list, what I read. Anyways. Listeners, don't take anything I say for, for fact. Um, this is just shit that I've heard. That um, just it, if If the guy was a police officer, that's just even more. To right, me, that just makes known. it even worse. He should have known. Right at that point, like, and the, hey, and the other the other twist was we're like, not going to get away with one this thing. Shit. I was like wondering, like, what the hell's going on here? Was like, why was there a video? Right, like what would like supposedly this guy that was videoing this was in cahoots with the two other guys. Really? So supposedly they knew that he was in this in this certain house, and this is where it gets murky. This is where it gets interesting. Supposedly they knew that this guy was in this house. And there had been a string of burglaries in this in this neighborhood. So supposedly they knew he was in the house, and they went in, and and that's why they started videoing. So if they can prove that, and I'm not saying that they were ever in the right, They're like they should have stayed the fuck out of it. It's not their goddamn, you know. And frankly, I think it's murder. I do 100. Yeah. percent Um. But like the jury is gonna. I mean, and, and I put a post on Facebook the other day. It says, hey. How about we wait for the facts? Because I guarantee you, the facts right, the what we know right now is not what actually happened. Yeah. 
There ain't Hopefully there ain't a white there ain't a white guy in America, I guarantee you, that goes out looking for a black guy to shoot because guess what? Your life's over. Um, um I wouldn't say that's necessarily true because there's a lot of racists. Well, yeah, you, well, you're right, and and I live in my own little bubble, you know, but it is what it is. So the other side of this was um the 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 complete other side of the coin, which Colion Noir. If you're not familiar with him, go check him out. I I respect him. I think he's a I think he's a, a great guy for our for our side. That, yeah. Um, but his take on it was pretty much my take. Uh, he would have done the same as as the fellow that was shot in this instance. You know, if you're running up on two guys in a truck that's saying, "Hey, stop! You ain't stopping!" and if they come at you with a gun, you're fighting. If I had a gun. And they're pulling up on me with a gun. Guess what? They're getting popped. Yeah. So I'm on this dude's side. Like I'm on this this it, you know from the from the evidence that I have. Yeah. I'm on this guy's side, and it and it's unfortunate that this fellow didn't have a gun. Right. You know, it might have yeah. might have ended up different if he had a gun. Like Coleon says, he 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 jogs all the time, and he he 100 goes with a gun all the time, and that is. You know, I don't know how big how big of a town was this box. Do you know? Was it pretty small? I didn't. It was. Read. It was in Georgia, I, right? I guess I never looked. And I, I think it's a smaller town. It's in Georgia, but like even like my my town's two thousand. I don't jog with a gun. Like I don't feel the need to because, frankly, when was the last time anybody needed a gun in the last ever in Kingsley? You know, so I don't personally, but. I, I I just feel like the situation could have been, you know, I am an advocate for carrying a gun and protecting yourself. And I, you know, hundred percent, I think the situation could have been a, a lot different had, had he been. So that's the second, uh, the second little lesson that we take from this is even when you don't think that there's going to be an issue or you don't think there's a problem, put the, put the dang thing on you and, and be carrying it, you know? So I guess, um, yeah, box. You have any other any other takeaways from this? No, but you just said you don't carry when you're jogging. I don't. So, are you gonna start? No, I'm not. I'm just you, I I. You're not practicing what you preach. <laughs> Do or don't, man. I just I just don't feel like in Kingsley, like, dude. I rarely even ever see anybody on my so on my I, jobs, to be honest with you. When I Yes, I might be a hypocrite, but when I go run, I carry a pistol with me. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. You might have a like a, a my, mad my uh, the biggest concern I have is like okay. rabid animals yeah. or like coyote, badger, something rabid. You know, because right. I run right across the river and or across the creek, and there's a lot of shit that lives in that creek right. that could rip my legs off. But still, what do you carry? A uh, forty-five. How that, do you, how do you that, carry it? Uh, just on an inside the waistband. Isn't that annoying as hell? No. Uh, Tighten the belt. I don't know. Bas- the belt I guess. I guess what I'm saying. I'm just. You. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not advocating you to carry. I'm advocating freedom. I'm yeah. advocating you to, if you're in a bigger town, if I was in a bigger town, if I was, well, I lived in Kansas City for a long time, and 
I guess I never was in a running down there. Um, but if I was still living down there and I'm in the same place that I am now, you know, as far as the way I think, I 100% would carry all the fucking time down there. So basically I'm advocating freedom. If you want to, you know, if you feel like you, there's a chance that you should. There's, that's the thing though. That's, eh. and that's how, and that I know this is how Box would argue it is. There's always the chance. Yeah. You know, even in Kingsley, there's always the chance. Right. hundred so, percent. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I don't feel that it's. That's you. Yeah. That's you. And I got it. I mean, I carry, I, I run with the. I mean, granted, I know she's not the most vicious dog in the world, but I run with a pit bull. And if somebody came up to me and was like, you know, going to harm me, I know that 100% that she would protect me. And between yeah, okay. me and, between me and her, you know, I think we should we could probably handle it. What if there's an arbory situation? What if you ran into that? Then there's a dude in a truck and another one with a, behind you and another one stepping out with a shotgun. I know it's unlikely, but it's it is. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's still always, yeah. stop all that, and then you're fucked. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. I 100. percent And I'm not saying that I'm not a hypocrite, box. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. I just. But I, I just don't think it's worth it for me because why isn't it worth why, it? Yeah. What are you, like, what what are you, what are you sacrificing? It it's annoying as hell. I don't like. I don't like. If you if you, you ran with tighten a, the belt now. If you ran with a 43 in your waistband every day or every time that you ran, within a week or two of running or however many, however often you run, you wouldn't even notice it anymore. Yeah, and that's Maybe and that's right. a that's a big thing is Maybe the way right. the way you carry it, you know, because like if you if you go do you go jog in like gym shorts, gym shorts or sweatpants. Yeah, so like I'm if it's cold, yeah, sweatpants. If it's warm out, gym shorts. That's how I always run. So. If you put it in your waistband, my thing is I use like my competition belt. Oh, mm, you sure? I use the inner just Velcro belt, and I just put that on, like, over my gym shorts, and just cinch that thing down. Like, so I'll put the I'll put the belt on, cinch it down, so my holster is super tight to me. And just cinch that belt down and then put my shorts on, you know, pull my shorts up over hmm. that belt and holster. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something that I should look into, I <clears> guess. It's, and like a, it, like Box said, it's just something you got to get used to. You know, you just got to figure out the way that works. Right. And then just do it right. consistently and, and you'll get used to it. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, you're going to want to figure out some way to keep it, you know, pretty sturdy so that it's not bouncing around and jostling while well, you're Well, that's jogging, the thing, but, dude. I don't even like. You know, like, I don't like carrying anything when I run. I mean, I have a phone and a leash. I, I typically don't have my dog on a leash, but I have a dog, a leash with me. You know, and that's, I don't even like carrying you gotta, those, that shit. You gotta, yeah, you gotta wear a belt. I mean, that's just the gist of it. And well, like I said, you'll get used to it. I know to, you guys you know. think I'm a hypocrite, but like I said, I advocate I advocate for freedom and to, to, to each their own. So all I can all I can do is is say, hey, this is this is what you should do. I'm not saying, and all I can do is say, hey, I know I don't look like it, but I do run. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking better, Johnson. I. If you're not watching the video, uh, God, you're dick. Uh, I'm just talking with you. 
the other day I was looking through old range day videos and I came across our, uh, ice cube sandwich video and Johnson had short hair. I was like, Holy shit. He looks young in that. What's, <laughs> what's <laughs> right. That was the same thing with that video. So we posted. Weird. That was the same thing with the video posted the other day about, uh, grabbing your junk when you're shooting and you know, yeah, yeah. Mm, he had short hair. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Look goofy. Yeah, so, you're gonna have to pick a hairstyle and run and keep it, Johnson. Well, and that's he's going I, with Bob Lee Swagger, man. No, I do have a hairstyle. What it is is when it gets long enough to donate, I cut it off and then I buzz my head and then it grows out no, long enough. You're not until gonna cut can, it again. The only reason you cut it is because you got married. No, I donated it. Yeah, because you got married. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna <laughs> cut it again. Yeah, well, when it gets, I bet you when don't it gets, buzz it. When it gets long enough to donate, I will cut it. Take a ponytail, cut it off, donate it, just like I did last time, and then buzz my head. Uh, That's what I've done for like ten years. I guess I haven't known you for. I'll give years, you a so. hundred dollars to grow it down to the smaller your back. Your ass crack. <laughs> <laughs> if it can touch my ass crack, I get a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if you guys don't know, we we Johnson has a range out there. We shoot out all the time, and there's uh. I don't think we've really brought it up on any videos or ever. We so. talked about this this red truck that's out there. It's like a ninety what ninety five yep. Silverado, uh, red Silverado extended cabin. We always says, "Damn it, Johnson, why can't we shoot that?" No, the yeah, the thing is, everybody's always just wanted to blow it up with Tannerite. Well, yeah, I'm not Duh. doing that. So, but anyway, he got the son of a, surprisingly, he got the son of a bitch running. He got the, the battery uh, charged up a little bit and jump started it. And the son of a bitch took off. She actually freaking purrs <laughs> like a kitten. I was really, I was, I was surprised. I was, I was surprised. I, 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 yeah, I asked to take bet. I asked people to take bets on whether or not I could get the thing started or not. And Sam was like, well, how long has it been there? I was like, well, at least five years. You know, I, I really think. That it's probably, I think, like 2013. No, it had to have been after that. Either way, it's been four or five years minimum. It's been at least five years. Yeah. So anyway, he said he got the battery charged up and it cranked for, what, 20 seconds before it fired up? I'm fucking impressed. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Especially with bat, he didn't put you didn't put new gas in the tank? No, I never touched anything except the battery. I literally tried to jumpstart it yesterday and, like, it, it wasn't having it. It was trash and like all the connections and shit were loose on the battery so i was like oh hell with it so i took the battery out took it inside to my battery tender in the garage so i hooked it up to my battery charger and it was at two volts <laughs> when i started solid yeah so then i slammed it on the ground to try and break some of the lead up and shit and got it up to uh 10 volts and <laughs> still still total shit but yep. okay so i so but i good enough you could fucking hook a charge well and i hooked the charger up to it and it said you know my charger sensed that it was a sulfated battery which means that all the lead has flaked off and is a plate at the bottom that's shorting across cells okay, so sure yeah so it knew that it was a sulfated battery and it tried repairing it and then this morning i came out and checked on the battery charger and it said bad battery <laughs> I was no. like, well, neat. <laughs> okay. Because like that, I've had that charger fix sulfated batteries before. Like it's it's a really good. How the fuck would it fix it? It's really good. I don't know how the magic. I don't know how it works. <laughs> it just, it's a really good battery no charger. no such thing as magic, Johnson. Did, I, 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 like to, I like to, I like to know how shit works. 
So electricity anyway, is a mystery to me. It's magic know, pixies like it that come out of the receptacle on the wall. I so anyway, know. he put it back in the truck. He he jump started jumped with his, it. his new truck, and he got the fucker running. Fired right up, like cranked for a little while. Fired right up, and then I was like, like this thing. I wish I had pictures because this thing was so buried in the ground, like axle level. Like you couldn't even see the bottom half of the front two wheels. And the back two wheels weren't So did much you air better. it up after you got it out? Yeah. Yeah, it was four flat tires, you know, like completely stuck. I just got it running. And I was like, hmm, better try and put it in reverse, you know, put it in reverse. It kind of clunk. Didn't really do much. So I put it in drive, clunk, gave it a little gas. It kind of tried to move a little bit, put it back in reverse and just matted the throttle. <laughs> it, you hear the, bo- the brake pop loose. There was like a stuck front brake. It popped loose, mm-hmm. hopped right out of her hole. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so then I like take the jumper cables off of it, throw them off to the side, drive it up front, hooked up the air hose, filled up all four tires. They all held air just fine. You drove it Nothing. all the way up front with all the tires. Yep. Flat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, what, how was I going to fill the tires all the way back there? An air pig. Anyways, anyways, the whole reason we brought this up, we're talking about vehicle tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something we've been kind of interested in for a long time. But Every, Well, you say we've been interested for a long time. You guys have wanted to shoot this truck and blow it up for a long time. Potato, Not just potato. that truck. Well, you know, potato, potato. I mean, right, that's the Toad's same thing. too. Okay. But... <laughs> But basically, maybe when we have the intervention with Toad, we can talk him into blowing his truck up. Well, maybe I, <laughs> I doubt it, but maybe. So basically, I, I mean, I, you guys understand what vehicle tactics are. If you're in a vehicle and there's a situation, which I mean doesn't happen a lot, but every now and then, um, deploying your weapon and protecting yourself and your your loved ones in the car. Is and that's and that's something that you know I think it's. Really, I think it's more just a useful skill to have as far as being able to deploy your weapon from any kind of situation. Not so much preparing yourself for having to deploy your weapon from a vehicle. Mm, Because 95% of the time when you're in a vehicle, the number one way to deal with the situation is drive the hell away. Oh, absolutely. I agree. You know. I so I, th- I think it's really just being able to manipulate your weapon in different scenarios and different yeah, situations. And I think this is another, I, I th- Box will probably disagree, but I think this is another situation when, frankly, you're not ever going to have to deal with, but it's it's right. fun to train. Well, it's yeah, fun to and train, it's, and then it's you're going to be, know these things. And, yeah, being able to train in those scenarios. Like, if you've never had to, if you've never had to deploy a rifle from the backseat of your car. Right, and you I know, think a lot of people open, like take it, take a cover garment off of your rifle, and be able to deploy right. it out the door, and things like just being able to manipulate your weapon in different situations, I think, is a good skill to have. And, and a I lot think of that's people, a, good way to do it. a lot of people carry in their vehicle. Hell, I do. I drive. You know, mm-hmm. every time I go in, out of town, I have my weapon on me, and you know, three o'clock or whatnot. But right. I don't practice deploying it. And a lot of people have a say if you're going on a longer road trip, you throw an AR in the back seat. And a lot mm-hmm. of people do that but don't practice deploying it. So this is just something that um 
you know, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be, I think it'll be good for us. To and I, I think that's really the probably main, make some good videos. The main reason for doing this is it'll be fun. It's good training, but it will be fun, and it'll make some cool videos. That I think people will like to watch. Yeah, box. So you're work. gonna, you're gonna let us like shoot the windows out of that and shit. Awesome. See, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think that many people realize, like, when you shoot through a windshield, I don't know what happens, but I guarantee you, you get shit all over you. Yeah. You're definitely going to want eye protection on. Well, you're going to want, I think, probably almost goggles. Yeah. I would, personally, I would, I would like to do some vehicle drills with it first, you know, like as far as opening the door, shooting from before you know, we totally before it. we totally fuck it oh, and yeah, shoot through the windshield and all the windows and shit like that. I agree. At that point, I'm gonna have to like tarp. Oh, hold on, my dog's fucking the light up. I'm gonna have to tarp all the windows so that the, you know, so that the windows don't. Once the windows are all shot out, all the seats are gonna be soaked every time it rains. You know, and like well, you can just throw a tarp inside. Rather than why wouldn't I just throw a tarp over the cab? You could leave the tarp inside. Yeah. yeah. Either but, way, I guess but we regardless, could, we could I mean, like it. being so being able to just like you know open the door and shoot from like it was your vehicle because ninety, I would say the likelihood of any of us having to shoot through our windshield is pretty fucking low. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in any scenario that like, and I think, I think with us just being able to practice those drills where we're deploying a rifle from the back seat or, you know, taking a pistol from a concealed position or in the console or things like that, all that stuff can be done without shooting through a window. The like, you know, like if you were, you know, a contractor in Afghanistan, would would you maybe have to shoot through the windshield? Yes, absolutely. Um, a guy in Iowa, probably not. I don't No, you're probably I don't right. I don't know any scenario where in self defense I would have to shoot through my windshield in self defense. What if a guy with a uh, the, rifle the, okay. ran up in front of you? Yeah. There are a multitude of scenarios that a person could dream up. I personally am saying that What if a guy with a pike was it was standing in front of your car or standing in front of your truck and he was poke, poking through the windshield <laughs> trying to kill you? Where are you going to shoot then, Johnson? I'm, I'm You're going to shoot through the windshield. I'm saying that as far as maintaining our training tool, a.k.a. not shooting what if a the guy fuck out of the windows. What if a guy with a crossbow was trying to shoot through your windshield? AKA, There's all sorts of instances AKA for this A.k.a. not shit. shooting the fucking windows out of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking there's a lot of drills that we could do first <laughs> as far as, you know, opening the door, shooting from the crack of the door in the cab versus shooting through all the windows. I mean, eventually I'm going to open up to that and just be like, yeah, I don't really care, whatever. But, you know, from the start, like, I hey, I yeah. just got this thing started and air, tires aired up and it drives fine. Like, I probably should have drove it here today. But I th- I actually thought you might. I d- considered it. But so we're going to go do some donuts in it before we totally fuck it up, right? Oh, 100%, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um box, have you ever done any like I mean, you're a big guy that does He's not know. big in any sense yeah, I'm, of the word. I'm the smallest of all of us. <laughs> all of us yeah. Well, you know what I mean. A guy that uh <laughs> I'm probably the shortest. Practices. Have you ever have you ever practiced uh drawing from concealment out of your vehicle negative 
But That's I, a- I'm, I mean, I've, I haven't legitimately practiced it, but I mean, I. And I think this try when I'm sitting down, and it's no, it's no different because I don't wear a seatbelt anyway. So, right, but it's like I mean, it's different, and and I think this is one thing that it's not really. I mean, it well, might and that's it's it, different. But it is. depending on the position that you carry. But you know, it is. And, I, and this is one thing. Carrier versus this is one thing carrier. that I'm going to be extremely, extremely safety conscious on. Um, because not shooting yourself in the dick. Yes, because when boxes mm-hmm. say you're you say you're carrying appendix, and when you're drawing, I mean your legs and your 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 arteries are right there. And this is one thing that I am going to insist on us. You think I'm not conscious of all this? No, I, I, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. And even but even even um, from uh, the three o'clock position where the uh, us three carry, you know, you're still. It's there's still a lot more since you're in a seated position. It's a lot more dangerous, and I think that the, that we need you to, to be, be a careful. lot more well, cognizant of that. Um, you have to be very careful not to flag yourself. You know, like no, especially flag yourself like, or any others in the. And that's yeah. one thing. Say you're carrying in a three three o'clock position, and you have a passenger. Yeah. Um. Yes, you should never be. Why would your muzzle be pointed over there? But, but say you're why in a would hurried, you cross it across your own legs? Right, but you you're in a hurried I mean? situation. Any, basically, there's a lot more to think about than just mm-hmm. standing looking at a fucking target yep. and saying, hey. So I, I just think that I think uh, safety-wise, we need to approach this with a... Well, it's a very... Yeah, it's and that's, that's a good point because when it comes to vehicle tactics... Uh, that's a very important thing is to not flag yourself or any of your passengers. And especially if you're trying to deploy a rifle, say from the back seat, say you got your girlfriend in the, in the passenger seat of your truck, right? Mm-hmm. You're going on a road trip. You got the rifle in the back seat. You got a cover garment over it. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes up and is pointing a gun at you, trying to rob you at gunpoint when you got off an exit of the interstate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Let me grab my rifle, or let me grab my wallet. <laughs> if you say let me grab my rifle, you're probably well. Fucked, you know, I mean, but yeah, let me grab my wallet. You grab your, you turn around, throw the cover garment off your rifle. You don't want to accidentally dome your girlfriend. You know, that'd like awkward, as you're trying to. That'd be an awkward conversation. So what happens, son? <laughs> well, you see, I don't. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah. Sorry. So you know what I mean. Like there's. There's a lot of scenarios that you could play out there as somebody coming up to the driver's window, somebody right. coming up to the passenger's yeah. window. But I, a, right. And I know, think, and I, I think, just, this I just is... think it'll be a very good training tool that we can use for a lot of things, uh, something that a lot of people don't have access to or the ability to train with. Right. But yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I think that this is, this is, this is just slightly more advanced than what we typically do. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is that we need to be a lot more cognizant of safety. Yeah. Um, that's, I would agree with that. And I my... think, I think anything as far as vehicle tactics go, you need to be a lot more aware of your safety, mm-hmm. you know, the safety of the situation. One thing's for sure before we do any, Anything with live fire, we're running through it with either blue Absolutely. guns or or dry weapons. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, do we want to? Do we want? I have no idea how long we've been doing this. Box, you have any idea? Uh, somewhere between an hour and an hour and fifteen minutes. Okay. Do we want to move on to the badass of the week, or should we do a little sixty seconds with Sambo? 
I don't, I don't give a shit. You're good, Jonathan. I can see your phone. Yeah, Box says he can see your phone, so you're good. Because from yeah, judging the from the, the video on the, oh, um, yeah, yeah, well, he's I've gonna go check that. it anyways. But yeah, we're just gonna do a real quick. I, I this will probably not turn into a real quick sixty seconds with Sam. You guys can time me if you want. Um, can I mute you? If, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to, and it's probably at this point will probably be a bunch of just babble, but. Everybody knows what's going on right now, and I just, I just feel like that. What the fuck happened to America? Like, why, why? Like, I understand that we should all be, we should all be taking precautions. But I got news for you: the government doesn't have the right to tell you to you're under house arrest. I'm sorry, the government doesn't have the right to tell you that you have to shut your business down and you can't do a goddamn thing. Those are things enshrined in the Constitution, and we have constitutional rights for a freaking reason, and they're not just all of a sudden the government can't say, hey, this is an emergency, and your constitutional rights are fucked. It doesn't work that way. And if if Americans would stand up and say, hey, we're not putting up with this nonsense, it'd be a lot different than what's going on now because there's people being arrested for opening their businesses and trying to provide for their family and put food on their table. And that is complete nonsense to me. And I think that we should, if we don't, if we don't get in front of it right now, guess what? Those, they're just going to keep doing the same things and they're not going to forget that, Hey, we said that this was an emergency and they gave up their rights. So I think that we need to just (laughs) say, no, enough is enough. And, and and move on with their lives. And and this is not saying that this is a not not a serious situation. Box is in quarantine right now. We're you know f- from us. We're being careful about this. Everybody needs to be careful. But we need to we need to we, we need to think with our heads and and remember that this is still America. And and try try to do both. You know try to be free and be careful at the same time. Because when we give up all our rights, guess what? They don't come back. That's that's the I think the biggest issue with that is that people don't think for themselves anymore. People don't want to think for themselves. They don't want to have to critically think. They don't want to have to make decisions for themselves. They, they want, want somebody else to, to do, do for it. Yeah, they yeah. want somebody else to do it for them, and they just want to be. Well, the government said, you know, the governor of Iowa said, oh, we can't go to this place, so we just won't go. Right. You know, instead of saying, hey, I'm concerned about getting this disease. I am not going to go to these places right. like a normal human being would. But Box, you you're know. sighing. I didn't do too bad there. I didn't go too much over 60 seconds, did I? That was that was just a normal sigh. That wasn't an entirety thing. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm annoyed with ev- what everyone just said, sigh. That was just a... On the, yeah. On the lighter <laughs> side of things, you said something in there that gave me an idea for a shirt where we could use this old slogan from dare just say no and then underneath of it we can put to communism yes <laughs> yes i like it because it was dare to say no to drugs, to drugs dare to say no to communism yeah i like it i like it i like it oh yeah i dig it i dig it so yeah that's my that's my 60 seconds with sam thank you for listening and uh i enjoyed it thoroughly i hope you did too Oh, I did. Do we want to go on to the uh, box? Are you ready with your badass of the week, or should we do what a douche? I'm relatively ready. Relatively. That's that good. is the maddest son of a bitch I have ever seen ever.
ever. Yeah, the best dude of the week. Yeah. <laughs> that last yeah. The gets yeah me. gets me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every like, week. I always, I always want to start talking before it ends or before it yep. goes. Yep. Okay. Well, this week on Baddest Dude of the Week, it's doing something a little bit different. We usually do something military related. But this is a little different. Back in the early 60s, Ooh. the uh, Soviets were doing an expedition down to Antarctica to build this base at the Schirmacher Oasis. I think that's how it's said. Not real important. Fucking Russians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. 60s, Russia and communism, whatever. <laughs> Get over it. But anyways, they were down there for a while and there's this guy with them. This he was 27 years old. This Leonid Rogozov, I believe, is how you say it. I don't know, but he was a doctor for him down there, and uh, he started noticing he was feeling tired and weak and nauseous and stuff. And eventually, he noticed a strong pain down the right side of his abdomen. And he, being a surgeon, he realized, well, I probably have appendicitis so he was he just so happened to be the only doctor down there and they couldn't uh get him back to russia or anywhere let alone he was stuck in antarctica for another year or so they couldn't get down there through the sea and they couldn't fly back because of the snow and blizzards and shit so he decided he was going to give himself an appendectomy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was his only only option. It was either that or, or, die. or die. Yeah. Wow. So, he, yeah, he the guy wasn't even sure if it was possible, but he was like, uh, it's either <laughs> cross my arms and die or do this. There's something, there's a quote I'm looking at wow. here from him from him that I can't really find yet. That's a uh, tough motherfucker. I don't right? care who you are. That is one tough son of a bitch. Right? So Just he be like, you out, know what? Uh, this really hurts, so I'm going to cut myself open and just gut myself right here. Yeah. I'm going to get her done. So he planned this whole thing out, obviously. He didn't just be like, alright, I'm going to start slicing <laughs> myself open. <laughs> right. He got a few people in there with him and that would hand them instruments and hold the light and a mirror and stuff and was Told it his kid? What... Hold the flashlight. <laughs> yeah. That never goes well. Told him what they what to do if he was like losing consciousness consciousness so they could inject him with adrenaline Did you and see that? perform artificial ventilation, which I don't know if that's different than CPR. I don't know what artificial ventilation is. I as it sounds it back like in the sixties, I assume that'd be a similar yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a quote here in here where he says, "My poor assistants." <laughs> they just looked so scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your poor yeah. assistant. It says, "I was scared too, but when I picked up the needle with the novocaine and gave myself the first injection, somehow I automatically switched into operating operating mode, and from that point on, I didn't notice anything else." <laughs> yeah, that so, was the novocaine. <laughs> yeah, well, the the part of that is he could only. Inject this novocaine is just a topical, yeah, like a local anesthetic, yeah. Yep, so once he gets through that abdominal wall, he has to actually cut his appendix out with no more, he can feel all that with right. no more 
the numbing of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gets through most of it, and towards the end, he's starting to feel like he's he's like, oh man, this is getting kind of iffy. <laughs> he's starting his head starting to spin, and says every four to five minutes he had to rest for twenty or twenty five seconds, and. He gets real close and he cuts it out and he sees that it's stained on the bottom and stuff. And he says, my heart seized up and noticeably slowed. My hands felt like rubber. I thought I was going to end badly. And all that was left was removing the appendix. But after it took him almost two hours and he completed it 100% down to the final stitch. And then he stayed awake to tell his assistants how to clean all the instruments <laughs> before he would go to sleep. I, yeah, I would have been like, fuck off, I'm going to sleep. You yeah. guys deal with this Woof. shit. There's a picture of it, of him here on doing it, actually. It's, man, he's, he doesn't, you can see the look on his face. He's not grimacing or anything. There's blood all over. He's just like, do, 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 like he's crocheting so, or something. Well, and Jesus. that's that's what I wonder is like, so you know that like a lot of your nerve endings and stuff are in your skin and like, you know, close to the surface of your body. So I'm wondering, you know, he gave himself the Novocaine as a local anesthetic. Do you even feel yourself like cutting your appendix out? Is there a lot of nerve endings on your, on your organs? I'm sure it didn't feel good. I'm sure you can feel that because I mean, all the, when you have appendicitis, you're, it's extremely painful. Right. So you feel your, you know, that sh- you got to feel shit in there. Oh, yeah. I did. Oh, I, I forgot. I forgot one little part. Hmm. When he was cutting himself open, he uh, injured one of his, it, they called it the blood gut, I think, which is part of your intestine. And then he, so he had to sew his atte- intestine back together too while he was in. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> next to that. Got to sew that back together. Ah, Jesus, son of a bitch. Dude. He's, he's a hell of a lot better man than I am. I would yeah, probably, damn. I would have just. That's- died tough son of a bitch so now yeah i think i'd have been on the cross my arms and hmm, right i'm gonna sit here and die then <laughs> maybe I, maybe i have to poop <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah maybe i just have gas I... <laughs> so, so now before anybody goes down to antarctica on any expeditions they actually require you to get an appendectomy really <laughs> huh. really or so I so that article said, yeah. Huh. I mean, makes sense. Like well, it's a well, worth it's, really a, because I can't it's a worthless it's organ. So. Oh, appendicitis is super common. All yeah, but I've only I only know one person that's had appendicitis. Really? I'll bet you know more. They just never. Yeah, that's possible. Mentioned it. Like the yeah. appendix is becoming more and more worthless all the time. Oh 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 no! We got. Oh some, wow. What's going uh, on there? It come right. It, she come right out of the tower. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Johnson uh, spilled spilled some lights and uh, the, the the audio recorder. I think it it must still be working because I'm still hearing shit. So, is it still recording? Uh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I think it's fine. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, I, I I know I screamed into the uh, into the. Uh, into the the microphone there is is a red light still on? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're still we're good. We're good. We'll just we'll we'll edit that out. It's all good. I really all I can see in my side is Johnson's is that light flopping around. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this makes for some super uh, video quality uh, and and audio quality too at the same time. I'm sure. Sorry about that, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll edit out as much as we can. Hey. 
Johnson, are you going to go take a piss? Well, I was planning on it, but now that I've used all of my time peeing on fixing the lights. <laughs> yeah, uh, we need to get to what a douche here, man. Yeah, we're almost over. He can he can hold it like a big boy. <laughs> Box says he can hold it like a big boy. I can. So we're gonna we're gonna rock on to our last uh, our last uh, segment, which uh... <laughs> what a douche. So our douche of the week is uh, number one me for knocking the lights down yeah. in the studio. That's while such a, th- a Sam thing to do, man. It is. It really is. Well, I will say if it wasn't for your headphone cord running all the way across the studio, I may have made it without Yeah, you're probably knocking right. the you're probably But anyway, right. I digress. Um, our douche of the week is a man out of Denver who was arrested in the last month. Um, during quarantine, he had acquired some cash and he needed to go to the bank. To deposit said cash. Well, you know, you can't go into the lobby of the banks anymore. Right. So what do you do? You go through the drive-thru, right? Sure. And they send you a little tube through the vacuum system, the pneumatic tube. Okay. And they send you the little thing, and you take open the clamshell, put your money in with your deposit form, and you okay. send her back in there. Well, this gentleman accidentally and mind you i would like to hear your guys input on how this is possible accidentally dropped in a bag of cocaine along with the cash (laughs) that he was trying to deposit (laughs) maybe he wanted to party with the bankers so the teller receives the pneumatic tube and said yeah sir hold on we're sorry we can't seem to find your account information while they call the police. How big a bag of cocaine was this? Was Appar- it like a, like a, like a little thing, like a bump bag? or uh, No, apparently this was like a fairly substantial amount. And he was depositing a substantial amount of cash. <laughs> so, so they called the police like, sir, we're having problems. Or, you know, our computers are down. We can't seem to find your account, yada, yada. The police came. <laughs> Serge's car found a bunch more cocaine in the car. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. What a dumbass. Yeah, so uh, my question is how the hell do you accidentally drop a bag of cocaine in the bag with your cash? I'll bet it wasn't an accident. He just was that stupid or that high. Yeah. He, he was thinking, oh, maybe if I just send it in there, they won't notice and they'll put it in a safety deposit box for me or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, never thought, how do I get that back? Well, he does, thought he was a genius. <laughs> oh, I'm going to stash my what coke is, in the back. Nobody's going to think of that. Right. What does cocaine do to you exactly? Like, Just, I mean, does it, doesn't it like, it doesn't like make you like drunk and stupid. No, it just no. makes you very like high strung, super alert. Hyper. Right, so if he was high on coke, wouldn't he know that like he wouldn't, he just wouldn't be like drunk and ooh. ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Don't Who's know, to say I, what other shit he was on? Though. Right. I've never done coke, I guess, so I can't uh, really speak to what it does to you. All right. Next episode, <laughs> we're doing cocaine. All right. If you guys, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys got a lead on some coke for us, let us know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah we, were asking, our... we were asking for whiskey sponsors before. Now <laughs> we need some coke sponsors. This week's coke of the week. Uh, yeah. We got it from Fourth Street. Uh, <laughs> this is White Thunder. 
the wine. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jesus. All right. Well, guys, it's... Uh, this week's Booger Sugar donated by... I don't know. I have no idea how long we've been going about that. Uh, yeah, I heard... So there's a, another podcast called Disgraceland where this guy tells stories of uh, musicians. Mm-hmm. And he, I was listening to one about Ozzy Osbourne the other day. Oh, yeah. And that's got to be good. He he Ozzy apparently calls cocaine waffle dust mm-hmm. <laughs> because it... It keeps you up all up all night until you're ready for waffles. Yeah, <laughs> like I kind of like what I. That's a fun sounding name, waffle dust. Yeah, is it addictive? No. <laughs> I, you don't want none of this shit. I think I kind of do. Trust yeah. me, Dewey. Uh, now they're talking about marijuana. Don't do drugs, kids. It's bad for you. I got my old new. <laughs> Which brings me. <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. <laughs> Don't smoke crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with that, boys and girls, we're a thing, I think we're going to call episode 29 over with. It's been fun. Uh, it's been real. Hopefully next, hopefully next episode box can be back in the uh, back in the uh, the headquarters as long as again. as long as he don't uh, develop any symptoms or anything like that. But. Uh, so, guys, uh, as I always say, um, for the last fucking three months, we've been dealing with this bullshit. We'll get through this. We'll come out on the other side. We'll be better. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. We'll be here for you one way or the other. It's only me and Johnson right now, but God damn it, we'll keep doing it as long as we can. Yep. <laughs> until we... Uh... <laughs> he didn't mean that in that way. <laughs> Damn it, box. Damn it, Bobby. Hey, you always take sound bites hey, of me it, saying gay shit. It's only fair. <laughs> if it what comes it, what, down to that, what was the last? The Sam last, will be doing it by himself. What was the last sound bite <laughs> I sent you guys of box? Box was not impressed. Uh, I, no, he said something so, about yes. I it I, was banging dudes because they're famous. Yes, yes, <laughs> I bang guys because they're famous. He says. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna bang guys because they're famous. <laughs> uh, good times good times but yeah we'll be back in two weeks i promise one way or the other whether we got to do it remotely or what um we'll make it happen we'll be here for you guys if you guys got any topics you want to want us to talk about feel free to give us a shout we always we always are open to that yeah and and in any any social media form like if you guys you know have have added us on facebook or instagram or you know, any way to message us. Pornhub. Except Twitter, because we're not fucking losers. Yeah, we don't have... We <laughs> don't do have Twitter. Sam Shire... Uh, yeah, but we don't... The Life Short Live Free doesn't have, no, no, have a twatter. No, twatter. No, they do not. But yeah, give us a shout anywhere. Um, anything you'd like to talk... Like Facebook, us to Instagram, talk YouTube, yeah. Give us, give us some suggestions of what you guys want to hear. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll um, do it all. I mean, if you guys want to hear about our, Actually, our you know, I was porn thinking lately, preferences. Like, no, no, okay, I'll, I'll talk about that, I guess. But if you guys got any guests that you think we should have on, I was thinking lately we need to start doing more, you know, and we've only had Gray on, the Australian. Yeah. We need to start doing more guests and shit. Um, so if you got any suggestions for that, um, we'd certainly be open to that as well, so... Um, but anyway, it's been real. It's been fun. Box, thanks for joining us. Um, it's been thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been a good, you know other than the whole shit fest trying to get everything worked out so it actually worked. It was fun. 
So, um, yeah, we'll be like I said, guys, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, keep an eye out for us. We appreciate it. If you, uh, if you if you enjoy our podcast, make sure you share us with your friends and people that would en- enjoy us as well. And uh, I guess uh, that's all I got to say about that. So uh, until we talk to you next time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I guess I had a few. I guess I had a few too many whiskeys and uh, whiskeys and beers. But until we talk to you next time, remember. Life short, live free. God bless and God bless America. Oh, yeah. All right, I really got to pee now.